Welcome to this performance of Nidavandi Village. My name is Axel Körner. I'm the director of UCL Center for Transnational History. And UCL celebrates this year the 300th anniversary of Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Um, there is an exhibition going on in the cloisters, which you should see. Um, my name is Avi Lifschitz, and I am uh, a lecturer in European history here at UCL. What we're trying to do in this exhibition uh, is basically to expose the audience to um, the wider aspects of Rousseau's war. Uh, so he was born in Geneva in 1712. This is very important because uh, he had a very, very strong sense of identification with Geneva. So he defines himself in almost all his publications as the citoyen de Genève, so citizen of Geneva. So we are very lucky to have here the first editions of most of his uh, famous publications, for example, uh, The Second Discourse, uh, or as it is originally called, The Discourse on the Origins of Inequality Among Men. Uh, we have here a first edition of The Social Contract. It is very interesting to see how small this book is when you bear in mind huge influence and uh, the demonization that uh, it went through um, uh, throughout the ages. We also have here several items that depict Rousseau's um, other concerns and especially his musical preoccupations. I'm Charles. I'm conducting this evening's performance of Le Devin du Village by Jean-Jacques Rousseau. There was a child's violin book for, you know, young violinists. And there was a melody in there from this piece called Le Devin du Village, which I thought was such a wonderful title. It's one of those things that you remember as a kid, but uh, not perhaps for any other reason than the fascination of how it sounded. But I think what that does say is that such music appearing in a child's violin book speaks very much of the sort of simplicity and kind of immediacy of impact that this music does have. I mean, there's no counterpoint, there's no great learning, but there's tremendous panache and personality. We know Jean-Jacques Rousseau is one of the big names of the history of philosophy. He's on every bibliography in the history of political thought, uh, history of philosophy, and so on. Uh, but we are now trying to basically pull him down from this pedestal on which he uh, has been placed and treat him much more comprehensively and look at many, many different aspects of his work that unfortunately have been uh, neglected or forgotten ever since the 18th century. The story of the Divendi village is quickly told. It's a simple story which is part of the appeal of the opera. The shepherds Colin, the tenor, and Colette, the soprano, are lovers, but Colette has good reasons to suspect that Colin is being unfaithful, and indeed, he openly flirts with the lady of the manor. This prompts Colette to go and see the village's fortune teller, the baritone, and soon, however, then Colin rediscovers the fortunes of a simple life and returns to Colette. The two are then happily married in the village. This work became a great success. Um, it was first performed at Fontainebleau. When Louis liked um, the opera, he liked it despite or because it was a work that broke with musical conventions at the time. 